Hey everybody, I'm Matthew Laria, and you're watching the Faithful Life broadcast. Let's pray and release faith over today's broadcast, and then we're going to get right into the Word. Father, we do thank you again today, Lord, for your Word. Lord, we love your Word, and we thank you today for revelation of it. We thank you today for grace and help to receive it, put it into practice, to see it work in our lives. And Lord, I release my faith today over everybody watching the broadcast. And Lord, I thank you today for ministering to them by your spirit in a great and in a mighty way through this broadcast. And Father, I do thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, a few episodes back on the broadcast, we started a new series that we're calling God Wants You Blessed. Now, friend, if you missed any of the broadcast. You can go back to mam.tv. You can watch and listen there. You can download the notes of the broadcast. You can also go back to uh, YouTube or Facebook and catch up with us. And I encourage you, if you've missed any of the broadcasts so far, we've covered a lot of ground. And so go back, catch up with us, and uh, join us in this journey of getting rooted in the reality that God wants us blessed. Let's go back over to Galatians chapter 3. And let's look again there at verse 13, and this is our foundation text in this series. Verse 13 says this, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And so again, we can see in that verse that it's evident that God wants us blessed. He saw us in our cursed condition and didn't want it that way. And so Jesus became a curse for us so that we could be blessed. And it is a non-debatable Bible truth that God wants his people blessed. Now, last time on the broadcast, we found out that God wants us blessed in the earth. Um, Psalm 41, let me read that to you uh, quickly. Psalm 41 says that blessed is he that considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in a time of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he shall be blessed upon the earth. And so not only does God want us blessed, but he wants us blessed now in this life and when we get to heaven. And so we don't have to wait until we get to heaven to enjoy God's blessing. We can enjoy his blessing now in this life, in our lives. Praise the Lord. Now, in today's broadcast, I want to talk to you about what it looks like to be blessed. And let's start by going over to Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. What does it look like uh, for God's people, for you and me to be blessed? What does that look like in our lives? Proverbs 10, 22 says this. It says, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. And so, friend, when you're blessed, you're rich. 
Now, rich is not talking just about your money or material wealth. Rich, we're, we're going to look at the definition of it in just a little bit. Well, one thing it means, it, it means to be abundantly supplied. Abundantly supplied. This is what the blessing does. It supplies you abundantly with good things. The easy to read in Proverbs 10.22 says that the blessing makes a person wealthy. The ICB says that the blessing brings wealth. And so to be rich, this is what it means. It is to be wealthy. It is to have abundance. It is to prosper, to have success, and to do well. This is what it means to be rich. This is what the blessing does. The blessing makes rich. The blessing causes you to be wealthy. The blessing causes you to have abundance. The blessing causes you to prosper. The blessing causes you to have success. The blessing causes you to do well. This is what it means to be rich. And this starts to give you a window into what it looks like to be blessed. Friend, if you're wealthy, if you have more than enough of what you need, if you are prosperous, if you are successful, if you are doing well, to enjoy that kind of existence, that is a blessing. Now, let's go to Deuteronomy 29.9 and let me, by the Spirit, endeavor to clear some things up. To be blessed, to be prosperous, to be rich, this deals with every area of your life, not just one area of your life. See, whenever you use the word prosperity, whenever you use the word rich, whenever you sometimes use the word blessed, people immediately think about money and material wealth. And that is an incomplete definition of what it means to be blessed, prosperous, and rich. Jesus corrected some people in Revelation 3.17 he said this to them. He said, you say I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And you know not that you are wretched, miserable, poor and blind and naked. What was going on in that verse is these people were trying to define rich by what they had materially. And they thought they were rich because they had a lot of material wealth. And Jesus said, no, in reality, you're poor. And so it takes more than just material wealth in the eyes of God to be rich or to be blessed or to be wealthy. And so you can't define it by that. Um, over the years, uh, through ministers and in my own time with the Lord, the Lord has shown it to me like this, that, that being blessed or being prosperous deals with five different areas. It deals with your spirit. It deals with your soul, which is your mind and your emotions. Uh, your body is an area. That's your health. Your relationships is an area of your life. And then, yes, your, your material and financial well-being is an area of your life. And so you got spirit, that's your inner man. Soul, that's your mind and your emotions. Your body, your relationships, your finances. In God's eyes, for you to be rich, or His will for you, is to be abundantly supplied in all five areas 
to be doing well in all five areas. Rich, uh, I, I hear people thinking as I'm doing the broadcast, rich in your finances is not a dollar amount. It's having more than enough. And the more you have of more than enough, the richer you are. So it's not a dollar figure. It's not the size of your house. It's not the kind of car you drive. It's being abundantly supplied. And see, friend, what God wants is he wants us blessed in all those areas. In um, Deuteronomy 29.9, it says this, Keep therefore the words of the, this covenant and do them that you may prosper in all that you do. Let me read it to you again. Keep therefore the words of this covenant and do them that you may prosper in all that you do. The CEV says you will be successful in everything you do. The New Living Version says all you do will go well. And so you can see that God's talking about us prospering in all that we do. Um, I like the New Living Version again. It says all you do will go well. CEV says again, you'll be successful in everything you do. And so this is what it looks like to be blessed. To enjoy God's blessing in your life means you're doing well. Spirit, soul, body, relationships, and finances. That is what it means to be blessed. That is what it looks like to walk in God's blessing. And that's what the scripture was talking about when it said the blessing of the Lord makes rich. God's blessing on your life will do that in every area of your life. If his blessing is at work in my spirit, um, I'm going to be doing well in there. If his blessing is at work in my mind, I'm going to be doing well mentally and emotionally. If his blessing is is at work in my body, um, I'm going to be strong and able to do what he's called me to do. If his blessing is at work in my relationships, in my marriage with my family, I'm going to have good relationships. When his blessing is at work in my wealth and finances, I'm going to have more than what I need to do what he's called me to do and, and to be a great blessing. And so that's what the scriptures talk about when it says the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. Now let's go to Deuteronomy 28. And uh, I want to take a deeper look into how God defined being blessed. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, uh, 1, it says there, now Lord, uh, remember friend now, the blessing of the Lord makes rich. And so when you're blessed, um, you're flourishing, you're thriving, you're doing well, you're prospering, you're having success. I want you to keep that in mind as we read these verses. Uh, verse 1 in Deuteronomy 28, it says, And it shall come to pass that if you hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. Verse 2, and all these blessings will come on you and overtake you if you hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. Now, if you're a note taker or you underline things in your Bible, underline that phrase, all these blessings. Why? Because God is getting ready to list some things that he says are blessings. All these blessings, so these things we're getting ready to read about, these are not curses, these are blessings. 
It goes on to say in verse 3, Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the field. What's that talking about? That's talking about you're going to flourish, you're going to be blessed, you're going to do well, you're going to prosper wherever you go, wherever you are, whether you're in the city, whether you're in the field. Now, friend, you could you could throw this in. Whether you're on earth, <laughs> whether you're in heaven, what's God saying about to be blessed means wherever you are, you're doing well. Praise God. Um, I'm excited about that because the Lord just spoke to that, my, <laughs> that to my heart as we were doing the broadcast. Blessed in the city, blessed in the field. What does that mean? Wherever I am, wherever I go, I'm doing well. Goes on to say in verse four, blessed shall you be in the fruit of your body. That's talking about your children. It goes on to say, and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle and the increase of your kind and the flocks of your sheep. Friend, in those days, that was their livelihood. Their cattle, their ground, their land, this was their livelihood. And God was saying, you're going to do well where your livelihood is concerned. He went on to say in verse 5, blessed shall you be in your basket your uh, and in your store. Your basket deals with, in those days, what you operated out of, uh, what you lived out of. Your store deals with your storehouse or where you save things. For us, we might say, blessed shall you, shall you be in your basket. Basket might be for us our checking account. You know, that's your everyday account, the thing you spend out of, the thing you live out of. And then your storehouse would be your accounts where your savings, your retirement, those kind of things. And what did God say? He said, you're going you're gonna to do well um, in, your, in your checking, you could say, <laughs> praise God, in your savings. You're going to thrive. You're going to flourish. You're going to prosper in your livelihood. You're going to do well. Uh, the fruit of your body, you're going to do well. In the city, you're going to do well. In the fields, you're going to do well. This is what it looks like to be blessed. Verse 6 says this, blessed shall you be when you come in. And blessed shall be when you go out. That's in your in your coming, in your going, in your travels. You're going to do what? You're going to prosper. You're going to do well. Now skip down to verse 8. Verse 8 says this, The Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouses. Now what's the blessing do? The blessing of the Lord makes rich, causes you to have abundance, causes you to prosper. <laughs> I know this may be redundant, friend, but lay hold of it. Causes you to have success and do well. And that scripture said in verse 8, the Lord's going to command the blessing upon you in your storehouses and in all that you set your hand unto. Now I want you to underline that phrase or make a note of it. All that you set your hand unto. This is what it's talking about. This is what God's talking about when he's talking about us enjoying his blessing in our lives in the earth. What it means to be blessed is that you are blessed in every area of your life, in all that you set your hand to, in your marriage, with your kids, in your finances, in your mind, in your spirit, in your body, blessed in every area, in your home, in, in, your, in your vehicles, in your blessed, doing well. In every area, what did that, what did that scripture say? In all 
that you set your hand unto. And so to be blessed, one big thing it means is to do what be doing well, to be prospering in every area of my life. This is what it looks like to be blessed. Now, uh, Deuteronomy 28, verse 7 says this. Let's look at some more uh, things that define being blessed. In verse 7, it says, The Lord shall cause your enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Enemies are people, are things that are against you doing well. And God says where these people or things are concerned, he's going to cause them to be smitten before your face. That is victory, friend. When you are enjoying a blessed existence, you are walking in victory. Victory is part of the blessing. Uh, in verse 11, it says this, the Lord shall make you plenteous in goods. Goods is talking about material wealth and substance. And the scripture said he's going to make you abundant or plenteous in wealth or goods and in the fruit of your body and in the fruit of your cattle and in the fruit of your ground in the land which the Lord which the Lord swore unto your fathers to give you. What's that? Talk? That's talking about their stuff, their wealth, their possessions. Part of the blessing is abundance of wealth. That's a blessing. What did the Lord say? What did the scripture say? It said that uh, the Lord will make you plenteous. Plenteous is abundance. Friend, when you're enjoying abundance more than enough, that is a blessing. Verse 12 says this, The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure, the heaven, and give rain unto the land in his season, and to bless all the work of your hand. There it is again. And you shall lend unto many nations and shall not borrow. This, these scriptures are talking about abundance of wealth. And friend, that is a blessing. And so you can't throw out money when you're talking about being blessed. If you don't have enough to pay your bills and, and enough to have a place to live, have clothes to wear, have food to eat, and, and, and friend, you need, you actually need more than enough because God's called you to be a blessing. And so if you're living beneath where you can't pay your bills or you're always running out or, or even paycheck to paycheck, you have just enough. That is not a blessing. I mean, I, we, me and Amber years ago, uh, we lived paycheck to paycheck. I can tell you right now, uh, it wasn't a blessing. I mean, it was better than not having enough, but paycheck to paycheck is not the full measure of blessing that God wants for you. No, he wants abundance for you. Abundance is a blessing. And then down here in verse 13, it says, and the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. And so that's talking about being on top and being out front. See, religion wants us behind. Religion wants us low. Religion wants us struggling and weak and defeated. But God said, no, part of being blessed is you're on top and you're out ahead. That again is position of blessing and victory. And so you can see that to live a blessed existence is to live a victorious existence. It's to live a prosperous existence. It's to live and have an existence and enjoy an existence where you are doing well, 
in every area of your life. And friend, here's the exciting thing. This is what God wants for you. And this is why Jesus became a curse so that you could enjoy this kind of existence in this earth. Praise the Lord. Uh, let's go to uh, Proverbs chapter 14 and, and let's look more at what life for a blessed believer should look like. And we touched on it last time on the broadcast, but I want to touch on it again here now. Life for the believer isn't one absent of challenges, but it is one lived on top. See, when you're living a blessed life, it's not one absent of challenges, but Scripture scripture tells you it is one that's lived on top and not the bottom. Praise God. It's one that's lived out in front and not behind. It's one that's lived where you're doing well in every area of your life. Proverbs 14, 11 says this. Now, what are we talking about? Life for the believer. The blessed life. What's it look like? It's not absent of challenges, but it's one lived on top. Look at Proverbs 14, 11. It says this, the house of the wicked shall be overthrown. Well, come on, friends, say it with me. That's not me. That's not me. I'm not the wicked. I'm not the wicked, so my house shouldn't be overthrown. Look what it says. But the tabernacle of the upright shall flourish. The word flourish there means, uh, the easy to read uh, translates that as to do well. So what about the house of the righteous? Come on, what about your house? What about your family? What about your dwelling? What about it doing well, flourishing? Not, 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 uh, not being overthrown, flourishing, prospering, doing well. That is the house of the upright, of the righteous. Psalm 112 says this, Blessed is the man that fears the Lord, that delights greatly in his commandments. So again, we're talking about the believer. We're talking about the righteous person. We're talking about the person that, that is seeking God and fearing him and going after God. Now, now, what should life for that kind of person look like? It's not one absent of challenges, but here's what it looks like. Verse 3, wealth and riches shall be in his house. Verse 7 says, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. Come on, not only are wealth and riches in his house, but he's strong on the inside. He's not crippled by fear and anxiety and sorrow and depression. He doesn't fear bad news. He's strong. His heart is fixed. He's trusting in the Lord. This is prosperity, friend. This is being blessed. Verse 8 says this, his heart is established. He will not be afraid until he sees his desire upon his enemies. That's victory. And that's what life is supposed to look like for this guy that fears the Lord and delights greatly in his commandments. Notice it didn't say he doesn't have any enemies. He has enemies. And that means he faces challenges and he encounters attacks. But life for life for him and life for you and life for the believer should be one lived on top and not the bottom. It's not one where you're struggling all the time. It's not one where you're hurting all the time and in pain all the time and falling short all the time. No, that, that's not what life's supposed to look like for the believer. No, your house is supposed to flourish and wealth and riches are supposed to be in your house. And your heart is supposed to be strong and fixed and trusting in the Lord. And you're not supposed to be crippled with anxiety and depression and, and, and fear of these things. No, and you're going to see your desire upon your enemies. You're going to enjoy victory. 
That's what your life's supposed to look like. That's what life for the believer. That's what the blessed life looks like. Psalm 103 talked about how God heals all our diseases. Psalm 68.3 says this, but let the righteous be glad. That's a blessed life. The righteous aren't supposed to be sad, aren't supposed to be down, aren't supposed to be depressed. The righteous are supposed to be up. Praise God. Psalm 15.6 says, in the house of the righteous is much treasure. Praise God. Proverbs 28.1 said, the righteous are as bold as a lion. That's strong and bold as a lion. And so you can see from these verses, when it comes to righteous people who are living a blessed existence, There's no brokenness in that existence. There's no lack, falling short, weakness in that existence. There's no defeat in the blessing. Now, friend, I'm not telling you you won't encounter some of those things in your life. You might come up against some brokenness (laughs) and some depression or some anxiety or some financial lack or some marital troubles. Um. It's not over just because you're coming against some of that stuff. Part of living the blessed life is you stick with God all the way. You trust God all the way. And you do what God says where those things are concerned. And you don't live on the bottom, but you live on top. And you enjoy victory and prosperity. And you do well in every area of your life. Praise the Lord. This is good news, isn't it? And friend, this is one of the big ways. Well, praise God. We don't have time for that. I'm going to try to jam it in at the last second, but we don't have time for it today. But I believe the Lord gave you a picture today on the broadcast of what it looks like to be blessed and to enjoy a blessed existence. And now, friend, because you and I have the picture of it, let's go after it with all of our heart until we get it. And here's the thing, when you're blessed like that, here's the big thing, it enables you to be a greater blessing to other people. If you're cursed and hurting and down, you can't help anybody else. But if you're blessed and living on top, you can then be a great blessing. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we do thank you today that we don't have to live on the bottom, but we can live on top. We thank you that we can live a blessed existence in this life. And we thank you for helping us to prosper, to be blessed, and to be rich in every area of our lives. Help us to uh, enjoy the full measure of your blessing in every area of our lives and enable us to be a greater blessing to other people. And Father, we do thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, thank you so much for watching today's broadcast. Now, hey, don't forget to come back next time because we're going to continue this series entitled God Wants You Blessed. We're going to get into some bigger things, some deeper things that are going to help you enjoy more of God's blessing in your life so that you can help someone else be blessed. Praise the Lord. We'll see you next time. Thank you for watching the Faith for Life broadcast. Go to mam.tv to download the free study notes from today's broadcast. In this life, we will encounter challenges, but through the Word of God, we can experience victory over every challenge. In Matthew's book, Victory in Troubled Times, he gives us five keys to experience victory in the midst of adversity. 
Order your copy today at mam.tv or on Amazon. Today's broadcast was made possible by the partners of Matthew Alaria Ministries and the members of North Smoke Church. Go to mam.tv to become a partner today 